Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, Cheeseheads, and welcome to another episode of the Cheese Room Podcast. This is Franco, your host of the show. Apologies, I've been taking a bit of time off. We've not been doing the pod. We've been neglecting you. Uh, Cooler's still been bashing out YouTube videos of HG on a regular basis, but for our hardcore fan base, I apologize for the lack of content. But let's be honest, I said we were going to do a pod when we got a manager, and here we are. It's just taken a lot longer than a lot of us expected to, I expect. Um, and joining me to discuss Nuno and all things Spurs, all the way from up north, is Seb Short. How are you doing, Seb? I'm very well, yeah. It does feel like it's been a while, actually. I've done a, done a few of the YouTubes with Caller, but yeah, for, for a proper proper old-school pod, it, it feels like it's been a few weeks. Yeah, as and you've been uh, playing football against some Spurs legends. Have you recovered yet? How's your groins? I, I have. Uh, my groins weren't too bad. My knee, um, I could barely get out of my car after I drove home. Um, but yeah, apart from the scoreline, which was... Um, 19-3 to the uh, to the Spurs legend. So were you playing football or, rug- or rugby? <laughs> I, 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 well, I'll tell you what I was doing. I was, I was playing chase, basically. For, for <laughs> I was on the pitch for 70 minutes. So that those of you who don't know, I'm part of a supporters group, Northwest Spurs. A big shout out to them for putting on this absolutely fantastic day. All the money uh, raised went to Justin Edinburgh Foundation as well. Um, and they organised a game for the supporters club uh, and we had to be over 40 to play. So the age range, I think I was probably the youngest. I'm 41 this week. Uh, and it went up. I think we had a guy certainly in his mid-60s, maybe even a couple. Um, and we played a Spurs Legends team that had um, Mark Falco, uh, Stuart Nethercott, Stephen Clements, Michael Brown, Pascal Chimbonda, Neil Sullivan. Uh, I, I know I've forgotten people. And then as well as that, they had a guest appearance from Mark Wright, him off Towie, who you might have seen take part in the kind of soccer aids and uh, uh, and all that. And um, he was just unreal. I've never, he was better than everyone else on the pitch, all the ex-pros. Um, he was just 
amazing and they absolutely battered us but it was an absolutely brilliant day and we're going to do it all again next year so i can't wait yeah top stuff i bet you were just a bit gutted that you didn't bring his missus along weren't you uh yeah would have would have put a little cherry on the cake of the day but uh but no it was it was, it was good fun and maybe maybe he'll come along next year who knows Excellent, excellent. Also joining all the way from Brazil, but he's currently in London. Uh, and I met up with him on what day was it? Monday. Tuesday, Monday? It's the Germany game. Tuesday. <laughs> that shows how much you guys drunk. That shows how much you guys drunk. Oh, God. No, we've been on Tuesday. It's literally the first time I've been to a pub in like a year and a half. So I, once I got past the sort of mild panic attacks, um, we, had a, we had a nice evening beating the Germans. That was a nice birthday present for you, wasn't it? It was, yeah. My voice is feeling it, but yeah, what what a great night that was! It was it was literally like being in the stadium. Like you could literally just shout and scream, and no one would hear because everyone else fucking was. It was brilliant. It was pretty rowdy, yeah. It was a good atmosphere and uh, the Beehive, yeah, decent birthday present. And it was a Tottenham yeah. pub as well. Yeah, that's it. We went to the Beehive in North London, and <laughs> Bren's like, "Do you want to come here?" I was like, "Yeah, brilliant." It's like fifteen minutes on a train, and I've got like there's three routes I can go. One takes like ten minutes, another one takes probably twenty minutes. They were the only lines in the whole of London that were down that day. So I ended up having to get three trains to come and meet Bren. So I missed about, well, I basically missed the first half, didn't I? Yeah. But uh, we, we got there in the end. Anyway, enough waffling. We used to just like the old pods where we used to waffle for like the first five minutes and everyone used to turn off. But <laughs> so <laughs> let's get into the main topic, which is Nuno. Bren, do you want to pronounce his full name in like a nice Portuguese accent? Uh, his full name uh, is Nuno Elander Simões Espírito Santo. Perfect. Wow. He's our new manager. Um, Seb, you can start. Are you happy with the appointment? I'm not. Uh, to quote Dave Bolton, I'm not not happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just okay. Like he he was he was one of a number that obviously uh, was linked over the last what's it been two months, ten weeks, something like that. Um, yeah, I'm sure he wasn't. Levy's first choice. I'm sure he wasn't Hitchens' first choice. Probably sure he wasn't Paratici's first choice. He's not our first choice, but he's the man. And it is what it is. You know, I, I can't be overwhelmed. I'm not underwhelmed. I'm just kind of like, yeah, he'll he'll probably be gone in 18 months um, and we'll start it all over again. <laughs> there we go. That's that's the upbeat, uh, Sorry. upbeat, upbeat feelings that you come to the cheese room for every week. <laughs> Bren, are you a bit more happy than and, and optimistic than that? I, I am, yeah. and I'm also relief. I think is the main emotion for me. It's just I felt like I've fallen in love with seven men in the last two months. So like <laughs> seven different managers. Like, that's what being away from your wife will do to you, Bren. <laughs> so it's like well. Finally, we've got one. And it, it is just like, why drag it out that long? It was ridiculous. And I, but he's here. Seja bem-vindo, Nuno. He's arrived. Uh, wish him the best. And yeah, we'll get into the nitty-gritty of it. But I'm, I'm okay. I'm just, it's just relief mainly for me. Yeah, I think that's it. I mean, following Spurs for such a long time, I've really got some good coping mechanisms. And whilst like after like three weeks, I was like, this is already taking too long. This is taking too long. And now it's been, like you say, like 70-something days. It just felt ridiculous. And, and the problem with that is that empty space, which allows Spurs fans, especially with like 24-hour news and social media, Spurs fans were losing it a little bit. <laughs> it was just like, this is a shambles. It's you know almost writing off the next season before it even started. So I think for me, the way I'm looking at it now is that we haven't missed any pre-season. We've got a director of football and a manager in. 
there's been hardly any transfers. There's not been a lot of transfer movement in the Prem at all. Like loads of youth and stuff like that. There's been no big transfers. So it's not like we've been left behind and everyone else is doing their business. So surely now we just it just starts now. Like the, the Euros will be finished in two weeks. Players will be back for training, and and then and then we crack on. No, Seb. No, you're right. You 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 are right. Um, it's it. I can't help but feel it's been slightly embarrassing. Oh, it has. It has. I don't know where the stories leak from. That that would be one of my concerns. I know agents are involved and I know everyone's got a direct line to Jim Bloody White and uh, all this <laughs> type of stuff. But it, it is worrying how the news, every move that Spurs made was was instantly leaked. Um, you know, whether it was Conte, Pochettino, Fonseca, you know, Gattuso came and went within a day. Um, yep. So everything... It, it wasn't a good time to be a Spurs fan. And like you say, social media is kind of over everything, but other clubs don't appear to run it quite as badly as uh, uh, as we do. Um, and when Bren says relief, yeah, it is kind of relief because someone wanted the job because it did look at... <laughs> <laughs> it did look at some point like, like literally no one was going to take it. And you think of the ones that were, were meant to be coming, you know, yeah. 100% meant to be coming. And there was a long list of others that that were linked to kind of it was implied said no you know whether it's Potter I'm sure I'm sure there's there's more so you know relief that he's in and you are right you know July the first we you know it's it's the start of the the season effectively and we haven't lost anything apart from maybe a bit of credibility yeah I think that's it it's it, obviously it's a bad feeling and it is it's a shambles there's no two ways about it the Levy does not come out of this uh, looking good whatsoever. But I just I think if we're going to enjoy next season, you have to just go, right, forget about it. It, it wouldn't have made any difference really in the scheme of things if he'd have been in for two months now. He might have been identifying a few players, but you know, who does that now? Is it Hitchin? Is it Paratici? So I think it's not really such an issue. And I think he, you know, he probably knows the Spurs squad quite well from playing in the Premier. He knows which players have got to get, he's got to get rid of. And for me, that's what his first job is. What do you think, Brent? Do you think he's the man to sort out the sort of the fundamental issues at Spurs? What I'm hoping from him would be for him to to connect with the players. Like uh, he he had a really good connection at Wolves. That their, their players are guide that he's leaving, but it, it seemed to have run yeah. its course. Um, and Jose's not that type of guy. Jose isolates people. He cuts people off. He um, and Nuno looks a decent man. He, he, I'm sure he is ruthless as well. But um, in terms of what to fix, a lot of that has to come from Paratici in terms of the players that have to come in and go out, more importantly. Sure. Um, but for Nuno, we've got him in. Uh, he looks like a quality guy to to take the team forward. Uh, uh, and I think that's that's as much as, as we can look for. Yeah, no, I think I agree with that. Like you say, the team spirit, he always seemed like he... You know, he put a really good group of players together and the team spirit was was strong there and had an identity, even if it isn't quite the Spurs DNA that we were promised by Levy. Um, it'd be interesting to see whether he can adapt. The, the interview with Paratich this week, he mentioned about sort of his adaptability. And I do wonder whether whether we'll see some kind of change in the, in the football they play. Because at the end of the day, Wolves have done really well, but Spurs are a bigger, better club with better players. And we'll talk about some of the things later in terms of the players adding their XG and stuff like that. But you've got to think at Spurs, he, he's going to do better. Um, one of the main things I think, though, Seb, is is the issue with Kane and Son. There's been a lot of talk about Son was imminently about to sign his contract, but we're still not hearing anything. We've heard loads of rumours about Kane and the interview he did with Genev. 
do you think he's going to be able to convince them to stay? Because it's not really like a high caliber manager. I don't think he's got anything to do with it. I, I don't think it. I don't think it works either way. No, um, uh, no. I, I it's it, it, there's too many other people involved, whether it's agents, other clubs. Um, Kane will say what what he said to to Neville and whoever else because he will know through his agent that there's been I think that's his brother as well has been an offer you know Man City are prepared to put this much down and they will pay you this much you just have to say you want to leave um, but it's up to Levy to agree it uh, in that respect um, and if Levy turns around to um, Nuno and says sorry I've accepted an offer what's Nuno going to do? Yeah, you know, I doubt very much he's going to quit, um, and I don't think he will have any influence on changing Kane's mind. Funnily enough, I did read somewhere that the thing that could change Kane's mind would be if he wins the Euros, because mm. he's won. You know, he's a, he's won a won the biggest trophies you can win in in football. Then does he stay? Is he able to kind of stay longer at Spurs? I personally don't think he'll go anyway. Um, I think a hundred million was that was a was a tempter, and it was I think it's been flatly refused. So. Um, I think that the the money that's required is 150 million up front, and I don't think anyone's got it. Yeah, and I think we're probably right to do that. You look at the money that Sancho's gone for. What is it between 75 and 80 million? It sounds like, yeah, uh, probably with some add-ons as well because he's quite young. See, so you, the thing is, Sancho had a really good season, but again in the Bundesliga. So he's, I think there is a premium with Kane. You know, you look, he's he's a he's a talisman for both club and country. I think. Yeah, upwards of 120 million, almost guaranteed, and and yeah, I think we probably should be asking for 150 as a starting point. Longer, longer on his contract as well, key, which is why Sancho's price has come down from what it was last year. It's not just yeah. the COVID thing; it's the fact that you know Dortmund uh, have realised that they 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 has a year left. Uh, sorry, a, a year less on his contract that automatically brings the price down. Yeah, no, agreed, agreed. So. You're probably right. I don't think the manager's going to have a massive influence, but I do feel like as as long as Kane can see some kind of direction, um, Son is the one that worries me, though. We really need to get him signed up. He said in his first interview, uh, Brenda, he's, um, he said that he and the squad will make the fans proud. Do you think he will? <laughs> That's a very open-ended question. But what do you think he means by that? Because he's... he's Squads are sort of well-renowned for work ethic and, and putting the effort in. I think that's what Spurs fans really want as a, as a minimum, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Like, if you see him on the touchline, he is, he is quite animated. Uh, he lives the game. And the reason, certainly not Mason, he didn't move when he was on the touchline. But Jose, <laughs> Jose wasn't there sort of pushing him. He certainly wasn't as as active as he was when he used to. To manage. No, he was sat on the bench sulking most of the time, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, it's... It's something that we've got to ensure that um, we do get some kind of identity back in our style of play and that it is positive. And I think we do have a bit of recency bias with Nuno as well. And you mentioned earlier that he's had a poor season, but the first two years were were superb. Like, um, so we we, we know what we're going to get. It's going to be energetic. Uh, He is going to be able to to connect with the players and and just make them feel better because they don't look like they were they were very happy under Jose. Yeah, no, agreed. And and you're right. Like those first two seasons, well, admittedly, his first season, they got promoted, didn't they? Um, three seasons of the Prem, seventh, seventh, thirteenth. It's, it's pretty good, to be fair, to get promoted and then come seventh. I know it's a completely different situation. They brought loads of players in. Um, the Mendes connection is, is well established. So it's interesting to, to kind of 
see that they got they decided to part ways after this first bad season. And thirteenth is he's not really awful for Wolves. You know, he's done a Europa League run. I think he's won Manager of the Month twice. He's had a fairly good time in the Premier League. Um, so. Yeah, I'm I'm hopeful. I still think that this is his big move and, and certain managers need that. And you're right, when you see him on the touchline, he's very committed, he's a very serious guy. And and I've liked him in interviews and stuff like that. When he first came into the Prem, I was like, yeah, this guy's got something about him. Um, now, the next thing we're going to talk about is the thing I'm not too sure about is his uh, the formations and the tactics that he plays at Wolves. Seb, do you think we, he's going to try and replicate what he did at Wolves, three at the back, similar style of football? I think it's likely because I think in just in terms of numbers, not necessarily in terms of talent, but in terms of numbers, um, it suits, we suit three at the back with the number of defenders that we've got, centre-backs I'm talking, not saying that um, I like any of them. uh, (laughs) Well, no, that's a serious problem, Seb, because (laughs) like you listen to HG, he wants three out of four of them gone. And uh, if anything, we need to hold on to them and probably get one or two more in, don't we, if we're going to start playing three at the back? Uh, yeah, I, th- I was looking at it earlier today. I think probably you are looking, if you can get one out and, and one in, and I still think maybe even two out and one in might be okay because you've got Roden, uh, Alderweireld, uh, Davis as a potential, um, Sanchez and Dyer. Um, so, I, yeah, if we could get, uh, personally, I would, uh, Rodon looks like he's definitely one to develop, as does Tanganga. You keep Toby, obviously, um, and then um, I would say one of um, Sanchez or Dyer goes if we can kind of exchange it, exchange for an upgrade. Um, and then not only that, the the, the wing backs we've been linked with this uh, uh, Japanese guy from Bologna today. Is it Tommy Yasu? Is that how you say mm. it? Um, and then we'd hope that he could reinvigorate Doherty. And then on the left, obviously, you've got Reguilón would suit that left wing back role, as we know, um, and Sessignon to come back. So in terms of the defensive structure, you would say that, like I said, in terms of numbers, we we suit what what he's previously done at Wolves. Um, but we don't know, do we? We we don't know horses for courses, and I, I'm sure he'll have a good look at it. Um, I mean, he did he did alternate at times last season, didn't he? To the four at the back, it was. Um, it was all Sky seemed to go on about whenever Wolves were on the on the telly that oh he's gone to four at the back and is it quite working? Uh, yeah. So we'll we'll have to see. Well, I think that's it. Last year again, Paratic talked about his uh, versatility and his you know playing different formations. I think he was he was basically getting at, um, and he did. I think we, we played something like six different, seven different formations last year in four two three one. They started ten games playing four two three one. So. He does play formations that suit us. I think the problem was last year is that they missed out on the goal scorers. Because you look at the seasons uh, where they did finish seventh, and I think that second season, Jimenez got 27 goals, 17 in the league, 27 overall. And obviously they had a Europa League run that got to the quarterfinals there. But then last season, he obviously had that horror horror injury. And then he was relying on Pedro Neto and Ruben Neves, who both got five goals apiece. So I kind of think with the firepower that we've got at Spurs, it's, it's a different it's a different um, situation. And also, you look at the XG. I'm glad Calder's not here to just say, no, 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 XG's rubbish. But both of the last two seasons, I think maybe in the three seasons, they've, they've underscored their outfield play XG, as in they should have scored more than they did. And they conceded more goals than their XG should have said. Now, quite what the reasons for that are, I'm not sure, but it normally does hint at sort of player errors and mistakes. So, you know, the, the brand of football itself or the style of football itself, um, is probably a bit better than maybe even their positions and their goals uh, showed. 
On that, though, I just sort of jump in. Like, I'm sure that the, the defensive changes were in response to those injuries to the, their quality players up front. And so, because they was like, right, we're not going to be able to play how we want to play forward thing. And so, that's why I switched to four at the back uh, to to to, make, to decide. Look, we're not going to get as many goals as we used to. Let's just try and hold on, stay in the league because they were they were on a downward spiral, and then. Um, try and nick it like with, with, a, with a fluke from one of the, like a Damatore or one of the other players. But uh, those injuries really affected how they played last season and that shouldn't be uh, sort of forgotten. No, no, I, I totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. Um, so <laughs> talking about Wolves and their lack of players and, uh, and injuries, Seb, who do you think from the Wolves squad we can steal? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, obviously talking defenders, I think it's already been mentioned, probably just social media uh, claptrap, but Connor Cody um, yep. would would be in my eyes would be a, would be a very good addition. Um, we need a, we need more leaders on the pitch, um, and he's he's certainly one of them. Um, I, I, well, what was it the last time we played them? He was just clearing everything. Didn't he break the record for clearances? And I know we beat them, but he was just he was you know everywhere, wasn't he? Yeah, he's he's like a Hoybier character in in central defence. So yeah, I'd have I'd have him. Um, and last season, um, even though Wolves were were pretty average as we've said um I thought Pedro Neto really shone out um he would be an upgrade in those wide positions pretty much on top of anything bars on anything that we've we've got um I mean look I don't know what the relationship is with um with Mendes and how close it is whether the relationship is with Nuno or whether the relationship is with Wolves and whether we're bringing that relationship over um I, I, I don't know. Obviously, um, Mendes under um, oversaw, I think, three deals with Paratici at Juventus, including the Ronaldo one, obviously. Yeah. I'm not saying we're going to sign Ronaldo. Um, <laughs> but, um, but, you know, there you would hope that there would be some decent um, players coming our way or at least at least being made available, whether, whether Levy puts his finger in his pocket. Might well be some loans, hopefully not Carlos Vinicius-style loans. Um and um, yeah, hopefully we can we can get some players in. I think uh, also just going back to what you were saying with uh, how Wolves performed last season, they brought a lad in, Fabio Silva, who, who's very mm. rated, but he was meant to play second fiddle to um, Jimenez. And then when Jimenez got injured, he was he was literally thrown in at the deep end. Uh, and he was he's very young, very wet behind the ears. And like you say, they had to really changed their style. He's a different type of striker to, to Jimenez. Um, and, the, I mean, Traore didn't play every game last season simply because Traore's game was to get the ball wide and get it in to Jimenez. I think they 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 absolutely smashed it the season before last in terms of yeah. player assists to, to one. You know, it was like the Son and Kane of, of last season. They, they It was Jimenez and, uh, and Traore. Um, so they had to completely change their game, like you say, which went to four at the back. But in a way, even though it wasn't the most successful, as Bren said, it does kind of show that he can um, he can adapt. He's not completely stuck in his ways. If you've got to adapt, you have to. And the other thing I would add just quickly is that um, we hope that there will be an opportunity, I, I, well, the way I look at it next season, with this Europa Conference League, that training games pretty much mm. get that shape right in games that where you look if you're gonna to have to play really badly to lose certainly at home um you know work on that shape particularly in the early season in the early games um and try and get it get it ground in um so look there's there's lots of positives if you want me to put my my positive hat on 
there's lots of positives going going forward. But I do think the next five to six weeks are crucial because we need to get out a lot of players, a lot of deadwood, as we've spoken about a lot on this uh, on this pod. Um, and we definitely need to see one or two key additions. In we all know, we all know the places where we need um, upgrades. So yeah. it's going to be an interesting few weeks. Yeah, and I guess it gives him with the Euros and stuff. It gives him a bit of time to assess players like Cessignon, Skip will be coming back, and and there's a few youngsters that have been kicking around the squad for a while, whether they'll get a chance or not. I mean, do you, what do you think, Brent? You'd hope so, because we have the, the the what was it, the conference, the UEFA conference. That's a perfect opportunity to wheel out yeah. the kids. But like, literally, you just the manager would have to travel. Do managers have to travel? I think that would be a little bit disrespectful. To I think UEFA might have an issue uh, with that, Brent. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> I really, uh, yeah, we might win it as well. So, you know, it could be our first trophy. That's impressed. Um, but yeah, I, and just going back to the question on on Wolves as well, I quite like Podence. Uh, he, he played against us and scored against us for Olympiacos um, in the Champions League, I think. Yeah, he did. Um, and his name sounds a bit like the, the way Brazilians say pole dance. That's it. What's to remind you of times in strip clubs? <laughs> no, it just... It's bully dance. The Brazilians just use that word a lot. That's that's not nothing to do with what I do. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Fair enough. I don't know what his track record was at, at Wolves in, in terms of bringing through younger players. I mean, obviously we know the that he we worked as a a farm for uh, Portuguese players that aren't quite big names but become big names. So I think a lot of those Portuguese players were quite young. So. Yeah. There was one lad that they'd been talking about for for a few months, uh, even going back to the previous season, Morgan Gibbs White where a lot of people were kind of urging um, him to get played more and he wasn't. Uh, he went, I think he went out on loan and he might have got injured and he came back towards the end of last season. He scored, actually, I think he scored a really good goal right at the end of a, of a game. I can't quite remember. Um, and he was the one, um, but the argument probably was that he didn't maybe get the opportunities that um, certainly fans thought that he deserved. So maybe not the not the greatest credentials at bringing in certainly English young talent through but like you say a lot of the the Portuguese lads that, that they brought in were, were very young you know I think Neto now is I think he's only 20 so you know young talent coming through um also so what, what do you think about his two-year contract I think Levy's probably realizing that signing these long-term deals um isn't maybe the most motivational with somebody like he's he's looking to prove themselves do you think a two-year contract with you know the promise of an extension if he does well makes sense yeah, it make it makes sense. It doesn't really matter, you know. Uh, if he's if he's if he loses his first five games, he'll be out. <laughs> well, he will, won't he? I mean, it, it you know. And we have just just on that point, we've got a tough first six games. I think we play City, Chelsea, and Arsenal in the first six. So, it's, it's you know he's got to hit the ground running. Um, but it doesn't matter, you know. Obviously, in terms of protecting the finances of the club, you don't give anything more than a three-year deal. Um, I read somewhere, funny idea that. Uh, and it w- obviously it wouldn't happen, but that every club should hire a manager for a season and with two months to go, you decide if you want to renew that manager's contract for another season. Um, I, I um, It doesn't matter anymore. You know, people are gone at the, you know, within within seconds if if there's a you know terrible result spurs lose five home uh, lose five nil at home to arsenal he's gone so length of contract doesn't who cares it's not important and i'm sure no. levy loves his little like extras as well doesn't he like in terms of bonuses and stuff like that so i'm sure there's plenty of that sprinkled in as well in terms of uh, getting that extension but we, we have to see how it goes in the first season at least before so two years to me seemed like the 
about right to me. I didn't, didn't think it an issue. Because you're on Seb, and I know how much you love a quiz, I've uh, <laughs> I've, basically, I've basically put one together. Because Nuno is one of those rare breeds. He's a goalkeeper that has then turned his hand at management. So I'm going to basically why give you some clues. Why is this only going to Seb as well? Do you think I'm, I'm too dumb to know what it would be? No, you can join in, Bren. It's All just right. especially for Seb. Sorry. If you think you know the answer, shout. All right. I was gonna, I'm only going to give you five seconds and then I'm going to read the next clue out. So each each one has got three clues, right? So I'll right. start off. I've got a guest okay. goalkeeper. Is that, is that it? Or the manager, the, the goalkeeper manager? They were all goalkeepers that became managers. Okay. Right. This English-born keeper had stints at Tranmere, Wigan and Banger where he became player manager at the end of his career. No. 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 He then had a successful spell with Scunthorpe United before moving to Southampton in 2010. Uh, hold on. So this is a manager. So is that, yeah. That's Nigel Adkins. Correct. Well done, Seb. Boom. Final clue was he then got um, replaced by a little known Argentinian who was previously at Espanol. So there we go. All right, Seb, you get two points. I'll take it. <laughs> Brent. Okay, next next one. This Scottish goalkeeper started his career at Aberdeen with Sir Alex Ferguson as his manager. Okay. Um, Our manager. He was a goalkeeper at Aberdeen, now manager. No, go on, I need the next one. Right. This is is a harsh one because he didn't have a very long managerial career. Right. He then moved to Norwich City where he played 390 games over 12 years. Um. That can't be Brian Gunn. Yes. That's ridiculous. So. <laughs> Why is that ridiculous? After the Norwich parted ways with Glenn Roder in, in uh, 2009, he took over for just 21 games before being sacked following a 7-1 defeat by Colchester. Colchester. He would never manage again. That's why it's ridiculous. Good 21 games. <laughs> but he's quite well known, Brian Gunn. Well, he certainly is from me because I'm from Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this one's better, and it's an old one. It's international as well. This Italian legend, often regarded as one of the all-time great goalkeepers, spent many successful years at Juventus. Dino's off. Yeah. Oh, Bren. I think that gives you three points, uh, which means you still lose 4-3. I've got one. I've got one. I think that's Nuno done. Let's uh, just quickly talk about the game of the weekend after after we obviously mentioned beating the Germans. Um, How are you feeling about it, Bren? Do you think we've got a good chance now? We we obviously drew the easier side of the group on paper um, and we end up playing Ukraine. I think they've got a few injuries because the Swedish bust them up a little bit, didn't they? But... Um, how do you think our chances are for the for the weekend? Well, I think we've got to turn up. We've got to be focused. Um, we can't take it for granted that we're going to win because this Euros has thrown so many surprises out. The, the, the so-called smaller teams like Switzerland just knocked out France. So we have to go in there prepared, but we, we should win that game with what we have. I don't know. I don't... I kind of don't want Southgate to mix with it too much now. I'm like, all right, fine. Like, just keep the winning team. Um, so he may bring Grealish on sooner or may start Grealish, but I wouldn't mix it up too much from um, what's what's delivered. It's It's been pragmatic. It's not been spectacular football, but we haven't conceded a goal, which is incredible. Yeah. And uh, we, we are getting chances. So uh, we should be looking to win that game. Mm. I mean, I wasn't particularly... I didn't think the game was great the other night, Seb, but we were just clinical, weren't we? Two chances, I think it was in the second half, both of them taken. Uh, I mean... What do you think? Do you think we should try and play a bit more adventurous or do you think he's just going to stick to what he's doing 
this is like the conversations we were having around like late November. Uh, <laughs> oh, we're doing okay. We're winning. We're not conceding many goals. It's not very exciting, is it? What, what do you think? What do you think we should do? Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Look, there, there is an element of it, I think, um, where even when a, not, a lot's not happening, we are actually in control. I felt I did feel, even though it wasn't like mind blowing football on Tuesday, for pretty much, I'd say for 75, 80% of that game, I felt like England were in control of it. And I think that's what Southgate has, has instilled. There is mm. a sense of, um, you know, almost masters of their own destiny, really. You know, if we play well, if we keep the ball, we will win this game. Um, so that that's the encouraging thing. I never, I never really felt at risk. Ukraine shouldn't pose us many problems but they are a good team you don't get to the quarterfinals of a of a major competition without being being half decent but they I think I'm right in saying they, they've conceded in every single one of their last 16 games so that, that is a defense that that should be pretty easily breached um and like Bren said we haven't conceded so you know the odds are in our favor um and uh, it's coming home <laughs> that's the spirit I mean who would you Bren who would you if we, assuming we, we did get to the final from the other side of the draw who would you least like to play or who or who do you yeah that's the question who would you least like to play oh, based on the tournament Italy but based on um, strength um, Belgium um, so we just hope they knock each other out all through, <laughs> through it so, um, but yeah I'd say probably Italy because they have played superbly this uh, this tournament uh, yeah. The Austria game was was a bit more of a, a challenge for them, but um, they they just they've got an arrogance about them. They're 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 ready to to go and grab this thing, and they, they've got momentum. Spain, 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 Spain. I've been unconvinced. I know I said like you know Sweden were better, but that was me being a bit facetious. But I just didn't think that Spain looked that great at the start of the tournament. And I know they've banged in a load of goals in their last two games, but. I just, I don't know. I think they're the sort of team that will come undone and Italy are just the ultimate masters in tournament football, aren't they? Just turn up and know exactly how to, to win these games. Still not really played anyone decent though. And they struck, Austria aren't, aren't, you know, they're a half decent team. They're similar, I'd say, to Ukraine as they've been mm. in the groups. So, you know, not, nothing to write home about. They played Wales who were shown up to be, I think, quite abysmal, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> Turkey, absolutely shocking. Um yeah. Uh, and I can't even remember the other team now. But, I mean, they haven't really played anyone. It'll be interesting. If they get past Belgium, then all credit to them. Um, but I think, uh, you know, don't write off the Spanish. Enrique's been tinkering with that team during the tournament. You know, he's tried different formations. He started off with Rodri. He's brought Busquets in. He's tinkered around with his strike force with Moreno and Morata. Mm. There's a lot going on there. Um, and they're, they're just clicking into gear. Um, I, I'd be wary. Okay, you've heard it from Seb. Be wary. Let me just quickly mention footballprizes.co.uk. There's no Spurs prizes at the moment, um, but there are two prizes you might be interested in. If you're a big fan of our captain, Hugo Lloris, there's a signed and framed photo of him with the World Cup being held aloft. Uh, it's a pretty cool photo, actually. And tickets for that are only 2 95 with 59 available. So a good chance of winning that one. And there's also a signed Harry Kane boot with a sort of photo montage of him playing for England. Tickets for that, £6.45. Again, 65 tickets uh, for that one, so a good chance of winning. And don't forget, with the discount code 10Cheese, you get a 10% discount off. Um, the Harry Kane one ends at 
Friday the 2nd of July at 7.30 and the Hugo photo is Saturday the 3rd of July at 7.32. Get involved in those uh, footballprizes.co.uk. Right, um, draw this one to a close. Don't worry, now we've got a manager. Hopefully the transfers will be flying in and we can do uh, more regular pods. But in the meantime, go and see The Caller and HG and all their guests, uh, myself, Bren, Seb, make appearances occasionally uh, on YouTube. Uh, Caller's doing videos on a regular basis. They're doing pretty much match reviews of every single Europa game. So they're on three, four times a week. Look out for that because he's putting a lot of effort in. Um, so get on there and get involved in that. And if you wish to support The Cheese Room, then please go to patreon.com forward slash The Cheese Room podcast. Three pounds a month, you can support us, get involved in all of our match day chat. And, and yeah, be really appreciated to have you involved. Bren, thanks ever so much for joining. Cheers, mate. Always fun. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll probably see you soon, no doubt. And Seb, happy birthday for the weekend and cheers for joining. No problem. Thank you very much. Thank you to the cheese heads who left me a birthday message. Uh, very, very kind of you. Thank you. Right, until next time, come on you Spurs. Come on you Spurs. Come on you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.